0: people and welcome everybody to In The End Zone UK, our weekly American football podcast. It is week 10. It's in the books. It's over and what a week it was. We had a fantastic week of football this week. Some surprises, some big games, some upsets, and we will be covering it all in this week's podcast. So I am your host Dom as usual and I am joined by this week, the champ of the week, the man who has done the double-double, it's Mr. Big, Dave. How's it going, Dave?
1: All good. Double crown. Nothing better than a double crown. Well, a triple crown's better than a double crown, but as as no, no triple crown's enough, but I'll take the double crown.
0: Absolutely. A Giants win and a win in fantasy. I te- technically, could this be a triple crown? Because you beat me in fantasy? Or is it just a fantasy win?
1: I never thought of it that way. That just but tastes yeah, a little no, more I'm sweet. Gonna, I'm gonna, this is, a, this is a, a double and a half crown, this one.
0: Yep, it really was. And not not only did you beat me, but you smashed me. You had an amazing week in fantasy. I mean, some of the players you had that did extremely well this week, Patrick Mahomes, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, I had absolutely not a chance and um, didn't deserve to win this one. Still sitting pretty at the top of the league at the moment, but uh, you've uh, you've clawed a game back on me for sure.
1: Yeah, I need to uh, need to make my way into the playoffs. I feel like I've had a couple of dodgy weeks where my team players that have been on buys, buy weeks have cost me because I've had no decent replacements. But I had a full team this week and it showed, I think.
0: Yeah, definitely did. So it was... Um, it it was a big win in fantasy and uh, and it came just at the right time. We are now heading into crucial fantasy time as every game and every loss counts either towards making the playoffs or maybe being booted out. Now we're going to cover, as usual, all of the games this week. We're going to talk about the, the upsets, we're going to hit you with some of our favourite segments. We're going to hit slap or sign and a special little segment at the end of this podcast. Me and Dave are going to do old goats versus young guns. And we'll explain what that is a little bit later. But for now, let's get into some news. And we've avoided it for a couple of weeks. But unfortunately, those gloomy injuries have come back to haunt some players of the NFL. So, Dave, injuries. Cooper Cup, the superstar wide receiver of last year, he is now injured and he's been placed on injured reserve IR for four weeks, maybe out for even longer. What does that do to the Rams, the Los Angeles Rams, who have been struggling already this year as reigning Super Bowl champions?
1: Yeah, struggle to have and on the three and six now. Mhm. Three and six—that's uh, a an awful start for the the defending champs, and it probably means that they ain't going to make the playoffs. I don't think unless they pull the finger out. But I don't know. Maybe they can go out there and get an Odell Beckham. He's still on the market.
0: That's true. That's true. And he was there last year. I just think. The only bright spark for the Rams this year has really been Cooper Cup. He's been, he's been the man that has still consistently put up numbers, whilst everybody else has had a relatively quiet. I'm not saying fell by the wayside, but you look at some of their superstar players. Aaron Donald, I think he's had four, maybe five sacks this year, which is obviously not bad in any in anybody's books, but it's bad in his books. Uh, Bobby Wagner has not been the Bobby of of Seattle. Jalen Ramsey's been burnt many a time this year much to your uh, much to your happiness Dave but they've they've not they've not really hit on anything with their superstar players and and their and their basic players are also not doing very well right
1: yeah I don't know I don't know it feels like I don't hear anything about the Rams Mm. even when the game's on they don't they don't seem to be putting them on much
0: no it's because there's nothing happening it's because yeah. cause literally there's nothing happening. They scored 17 points this week, and that was, you know, uh, against a, a a relatively beat up Cardinals team. Um, 17 points. Yeah. The Rams were putting up 30 plus points every week last year.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's changed, apart from the loss of Odell Beckham. I don't. I don't really see see what's changed that much. And now they've got no run game whatsoever. Matt Stafford was out this week. He
0: was, yeah. They're suffering.
1: A bit of a bad time for
0: him. It's a bad time. So they're suffering big time after the loss of Cooper Cup. And uh, another another superstar who has actually not not come to play at all this year. I think he might have played two games and now has been ruled out for the remainder of the season. Um, Shaquille Leonard, or previously Darius Leonard, for the Colts, who got their their big win of, of the week this week with a, uh, with some janitor as their head coach um, managed to scrape a win. And I thought they would, I actually put a bet on the Colts because I thought, you know what, they're going to rally behind this weirdo um, and they're going to, they're going to win a game for him. And then they're going to get pounded for the rest of the season, which is still what I think is going to happen. But the Colts managed to get a win, but it's uh, it's not with the help of their, leader, a captain on the defence, uh, all-pro and superstar linebacker, Shaquille Darius Leonard, and he's gone out for the season. I think this is just another another bit of murky water for the Colts that they're going to have to wade through for the remainder of the season.
1: Yeah, he's he's not played at all, is he? You, you, I know you drafted him in fantasy and you've been frustrated that he's not He's not been doing anything, but yeah. half the season now, better luck next year, pal.
0: I know, he, he's a, he's historically been a bit of a points machine in fantasy, which is why I think he was the second linebacker I took behind Jordan Brooks um, for the Seahawks, who's, who's actually paid dividends. But um, yeah, Sha- Shaq Leonard has, has done next to nothing. And, and that's a big miss off the, off the defense for the, for the Colts, because he's one of those players that is always there or thereabouts. And, he's a game changer at times he forces he forces things he gets picks he forces fumbles he's peanut punches the ball out gets turnovers and I think as, as good as the Colts defense still is without him because they've got some really good key pieces DeForest Buckner, Stefan Gilmore, Kenny Moore they're just not quite where they need to be so yeah a couple of big injuries there for uh for the uh, the the Colts and the Rams, and uh, there, there were a few more this week, but nothing that I I saw that was season ending. So we'll um, we'll keep the gloominess to to those superstar players. Um, I am calling the episode this week, Dave. The mighty have fallen. The mighty have fallen, and that is because last night in the final game of the week, the one undefeated team in the NFL the Philadelphia Eagles were brought to a halt by the Washington Commandors and there are now no undefeated teams in the NFL. And I'd imagine you loved to see that.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, it's a bit of a weird situation really because both teams are in my division. Mm. But it's, I mean, the division is looking ridiculous at the minute. The Eagles are 8-1 and one now. The Giants are seven and two, the Cowboys are six and three, and the Win <laughs> are five and five.
0: Yeah, they're, they're, so they're, they're all above 500, and yeah, your Giants are your Giants are looking good in that division at seven and two, one game behind the Eagles, who are
1: now defeated. Yeah, and it's... I think the And not to talk too much about them before. I mean, if we talk about now, we can probably skip over it a little bit later on. But it, the Eagles they couldn't stop the run. They're were they were a team that relies on the run. They couldn't get it going and they couldn't stop it.
0: Mm. Yeah. They they got bullied on the ground this week and uh, I, I was shocked. You know, I, I didn't think the Eagles were going to go 17 and 0 this year. It's a hard thing to do, but I certainly didn't think that the Sox, the Commandors were going to put a hurting on the Eagles, but they, they absolutely did. 32 to the Eagles, 21. It's... Um, it's things you'd love to see, and I know that you said previously that you think that you hate the Eagles more than any team in the NFL. Um, you've got to, you've got to love seeing them get get beat down, and I suppose the only the only thing that takes the edge off is that the Commanders somehow are now chomping at the bit to catch the Cowboys at six and three. The Commanders have got five wins themselves. It's an absolutely crazy division. When last year the NFC East looked awful, like not just bad. It looked dog shit. And, and, all, time, all time bad. Yeah, like horrendous. And now it looks like and is the best division in the NFL at the moment, which is it's amazing what, what, what can happen in the NFL. It's amazing. But, um, yeah, good to see the Eagles brought down to earth to show that they are not invincible. Uh, the Mighty Have Fallen, the name of this episode also, is in reference to... Uh, the bills losing this week and we'll talk about that game a little bit later because it was absolutely ridiculous it was the game of the year so far for me but the bills lost and as 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 good as they are and as good as they have been and as good as they started the season and we definitely gave much kudos and much brown nose into the bills defense and that josh allen maybe even more so from me because i've got him in fantasy but we um We were singing the praise of the Bills, saying how on earth can you stop an offence like that? Well, they have well and truly fallen down to earth in the last couple of weeks, losing to the Jets and losing to the Vikings. Now, losing to the Vikings is not a massive issue considering they're playing pretty well, but the two losses on the bounce, the way that Josh Allen's playing, have the mighty fallen, Dave? Have the wheels come off?
1: I'm not sure. I think... I don't know if it... I mean... They've had a big loss when they lost, obviously, Brian Dayball to us. Mm. And you, you you can now see how great of a coach he is and the fact of what he's how he's turned the Giants around. So, is that something that's, that's contributing to their inability to finish some of these games? I mean, that game should have been
0: could wrapped be. up. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, and it should have been wrapped up, for sure. Mm. So. Yeah, no, you make a good point. And they're, they're the things that... Um that not everybody sees, you know, because you you can't see it on the field, right? You don't see the coaches. You you certainly don't see the coaches that have left. Um, And Brian Dayball is having an absolute season as the head coach of the New York Football Giants. And he was the offensive coordinator for the Bills last year, wasn't it? That's right, yeah. Yeah, so I think right now Josh Allen is – you wouldn't have said it at the start of the season, but right now it looks like he needs a quarterback whisperer in his ear because – my little take on it, if I'm gonna put one out there, is that I think Josh Allen lost, uh, has lost his head a little bit. I don't think it's necessarily for the season, but since watching him against the, the Jets, the man has made some really, really bad mistakes. Like not just misthrows or bad decisions, like he's made some clinical game-losing errors, and you can see it in his face when he's um, when he's post-game interviewing the guy's taking these losses pretty hard and he's taking them personally and I think he's in his own head a bit and unless he's got somebody who can pull him out of that funk, I've got a weird feeling that the Bills, you know, I, I don't think they're going to drop off entirely. They're too good. The defence is too good. They've got too many special players but I've got a feeling they're going to, they're going to level out and be pretty average for a while. It's just my take yeah. on
1: it. No, no. I think you're I think exactly right. I just don't know. They've looked... I mean, I don't want to say average because they don't look average, but they don't run the ball. Mm, No, they don't. I don't understand why they they don't run the ball. They just try and throw it down everyone's necks or Josh Allen will run it. But they've got running back, you know. Just give them a go. Give them a pop. See what happens.
0: Mm, Absolutely. So... The mighty have fallen is the name of this episode, and we've done a bit of talking about some some players and teams there. But we will use that as a segue to talk about a few more players, and swing into one of our favourite segments. Whilst you've been away training, Dave, have you been have you been rest and recuperate in your hands? Have you have you done anything to to really harden them up for a slap or sign at all?
1: I wish that i could tell you i had but i don't feel like i've had time to do anything (laughs) other than what i've been doing up here um i've been typing away on computers and you've seen the way i type i'm a one-finger typer yeah yeah so the finger is extremely strong (laughs) so i might have to poke people this week
0: yeah slap or uh poke or sign yeah. um we'll go for it um i'm also tired i've been working a lot as well um it's a bit relentless this time of year oh, in a uh, competition in retail no I'm, i know i'm just saying <laughs> so i might have to just give one of those you know like the backhanded slaps like the sort yeah. of i challenge you to a jewel type of slap or maybe just hold <laughs> hold a little leather glove and just you got that out. <laughs> um i challenge you to a slap or sign and with that we will go into our segment which is slap or sign now dave we're going to dive straight into it and we're going to dive straight into the K, afc okay okay Okay. and i yeah, want okay. your afc sign please
1: my afc sign mm-hmm. is a man we've already spoke about it's the leader In the race for the MVP, it's Patrick Mahomes. This may seem like a very... Very safe pick. However, the man doth give... And uh, 331 yards, four touchdowns. He did throw an interception, uh, but he rushed also for another 39 yards. He, He can just... Do it all. I think, it's, like I say, having him in fantasy this, this year has just made me open my eyes a little bit to how good he actually is. Um, and he just seems like he can throw four touchdowns every week if he wants to.
0: Absolutely. He's a beast. I've been saying it obviously for forever, but I'm not the only one. Um, don't think I love him quite as much as Tony Romo loves him, but I do, do love him because I respect the guy. Because he's just an animal. Like, yeah, he he threw a pick this this week, Dave. But you know, all, all QBs throw picks. It's almost inevitable. Um, but he threw four touchdowns and he spread that ball out absolutely everywhere. Like Noah Gray, Kadarius Toney, Marquez Valdez Scantlin, Travis Kelce, they all got one. Like he, he like that. People feast on Mahomes, man. They feast on Mahomes. And I, I'm not, I, I don't expect you to change the way that you feel. But having him in fantasy, which I've had for the previous two years, it does make you, does make you watch him, doesn't it? And it makes you realize just the type of He's just so unique. The type of plays he can make, and, and like you say, he can do it with his legs if he doesn't do it with his arms. It's 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 unbelievable. 400 yards a, a week at the minute. This this man's doing.
1: Yeah, the guy's godlike, and he's 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 just making every every other quarterback look average. I mean, apart mm. from Daniel Jones, is <laughs> the best QBR of the uh, of the, the week. Yeah, we over the year
0: of the year okay
1: nobody's in a bit of QBR on them this year but is uh, about Patrick Mahomes and yeah the guy's doing bits
0: mm. yeah as you said makes it an easy choice and those easy choices you know they might be the easy ones but they're, they're, they're the ones you take and at the moment there is there is no but front runner for MVP than Patrick Mahomes so good sign there I always love to see a Patrick Mahomes sign go on Paddy um okay AFC slap who is getting the the death poke from you today Dave
1: I nearly gave it to the Raiders entire <laughs> franchise however yeah. I've gone for another franchise which is equally as woeful the Denver Broncos mm. You're I'm slapping the whole the lot. Entire, the entire organisation. <laughs> Said, give it back now. Noah, Larry, what the hell are you Larry, Larry, you can't just. Oh, Larry, oh, are you all right? How did Larry? Flipping awful. 10 points this week. They we scored all the points in the second quarter. Didn't do a nothing in the other three. Mm. Um, so they're getting it. That like I can't even watch them anymore. They are that bad, aren't they? They're they're awful. And I don't know why they're so awful, but they're awful. Ross, 50% completion percentage, which is pathetic. Two hundred and eighty six yards one touchdown one interception just awful mm. The are leading russia twenty four yards
0: mm. they're not getting anything going on offense are they through the air or or through um through their running backs it's um it's woeful actually when you look at it their their defense is um is the only thing that's that's got anything going for it, but it's still it's still not doing enough i saw um i saw a a, a thing on Instagram I think saying that if the Broncos had managed to score 18 points sorry 18 points in every game that they played this year they'd have been 8 and 1
1: yeah
0: if they could have scored 18 points now how ridiculous is it that a team with Cortland Sutton with Jerry Judy with running backs like Melvin Gordon, Latavius Murray and a quarterback that until this season was Hall of Fame bound, aren't able to put up more than
1: 18 points in a game consistently and Drew Locke averaged 20 points a game when he was their quarterback
0: that is mental and he sat on the Seattle Seahawks bench um, along with two first round picks that we got for Russ It's looking pretty nice for us now, but yeah, the Broncos are not looking good. They lost again this week. Um, They fall to three and six, which is great for the Seahawks and our pick that we're going to get off them, but equally the Tennessee Titans rolled them over, only scoring 17 points themselves, but it was enough and the Titans have gone to six and three. So great slap there, Dave, and, and like you say, don't know how, don't know why, but the Broncos country is not riding. Not very far anyway. <laughs> or if they are they're riding a rocking horse just yeah. back and forth <laughs>
1: yeah, riding a seesaw <laughs> uh,
0: alright cool into the NFC oh sorry yeah into the NFC what are you going to give me from the Nufika I will go for the the sign of the NFC please
1: I'm going to do something that we have not done in two years of doing this podcast I'm going to slap and sign the same player
0: Excuse me.
1: Yep how how am I doing this? You may ask.
0: I I, I want to know.
1: I am slapping Justin Fields. I am also oh. signing Justin Fields. <laughs> I am signing him because his individual play for the last two weeks has been amazing. Yeah. He's had over 300 rush yards in two weeks and over yeah. 300 passing yards in two weeks. He has not won any of them games. Mm. Yeah, that's the that's the linchpin, right? So you can have great individual stats as any player other than a quarterback without winning games and it'd be fine. But when your quarterback is having great individual numbers, like breaking records that have been held for however many years mm. and you're still losing games, it ain't good enough. I think the the thirty one points put on them by the by the Lions this week. Um, and ultimately, it comes down to quarterback getting it done and he's just not getting it done for him. Which is sad because he did have, uh, yet again, another amazing week. 147 rush yards, two rushing touchdowns, 167 passing yards, two passing touchdowns and an interception. It's
0: damn good, that is. They are great numbers, but as you said, if they don't amount to wins,
1: they are literally worth nothing they are empty calories they are if he was (laughs) if he was a type of food he would be a rice cake (laughs) because it's just nothing nothing to it absolutely
0: zero benefit whatsoever yeah so okay justin fields slap and sign so is is that going to be your slap and sign is 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 that both of them yeah yeah you're done. done both Look at that he's getting both both barrels,
1: both both fingers okay.
0: not in that way oh no, not, not just in fields. <laughs> he looks like a ninja turtle
1: he does um <laughs> right. Give me your a f c slap
0: my a f c slap oh, it's really difficult this one, so I'm going to slap and then I'm going to give an honourable mention. So my slap goes all the way back to the Thursday night game, if you can remember it. And football fans, if you're listening, this Thursday night game felt like a long while ago after that Sunday of football. However, the Panthers played the Falcons for the second time this year and the Panthers came up trumps. The Panthers are awful, by the way. However, I am slapping a falcon. I'm slapping Marcus Mariota. And this might be, dare I say, questionable, given his his stats, um, it, you know, not necessarily horrendous. He did better than the other quarterback opposite him. But he had two touchdowns, one horrific intercep- interception, only 185 yards. But if you watched this game, and I, I kind of urge you to go and Just watch some highlights, maybe. Don't watch the whole game because you'll fall asleep. But Marcus Mariota, Dave, looked absolutely awful. And I mean, I was watching it, laughing and cringing at this guy. Running left, running right, but not making any yards. Spinning out of tackles, into sacks, trying to make something happen, but just the entire wrong way. He looked abysmal and not only that but it came down to like the the icing on the cake or the cherry in your what's your favorite cake dave
1: cherry bakewell
0: okay. <laughs> the cherry in your cherry bakewell was mariota being sacked rolling himself forward mid-air and just hurling the ball towards nothingness which got intercepted but the interception came back because technically Mariota was down. But I'd never seen anything like it. It was like the mirror image of Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl against the the Buccaneers when he like laid out flat and and zipped a pass into the the receivers' hands, like a, a throw that you should just not make and should not be able to make. But Mahomes made it. This was the entire opposite. This was a throw that you that anybody could could make but you should just never throw. And he just looked like such an idiot whilst he did it. It was a horrible game for Mariota. It just proved that the Falcons have, uh, you know, they're, they're in such a bad bad state of affairs at their quarterback position. You know, they're four and six on the year, which is not bad at all in, in, in some books, but he's just bad, so bad. And I wanted to slap him there. And then I literally wrote that on Thursday. I wrote my slap for the week. <laughs> that was it. Um, so yeah and my honourable mention has got to be Josh Allen just just arcing back to the things that I said Uh, I nearly slapped him but I don't think you know he quite deserves the, the slap yet but he fumbled the snap on the one which gave the Vikings the chance to come back and then he threw the game the game losing interception in overtime Josh Allen has never won a game in overtime by the way in the NFL not one that is unbelievable he's been in five and he's lost every single one so Honourable mention and a very close slap for Josh Allen if Mariota had not just been a laughingstock.
1: Jesus. <laughs> Happy days. Okay. Um. Your sign.
0: My sign for the AFC. You're going to have to help me with this one, Dave, because I can never say his name right, but I am signing to a...
1: No, go on, you've got to try it. Uh, <laughs> I'm signing Tua. Should we just call him Tua from now on?
0: No, I need to get it right. There, I'm I'm signing Tua Tagavai Loa.
1: No, there you go. Yes,
0: getting in Tua's getting it, and this I'm not guy, saying that one again.
1: Listeners, by the way, has a degree. <laughs> he's not. He's not a dumb individual.
0: <laughs> Thanks Steve, I appreciate that. One of us left
1: school with no education and went into the army for eighteen years. The other one has a successful business career. <laughs>
0: but I can't say surnames. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I'm signing to her. Um, I I'm signing him because he's, I don't think he's had a sign this year and boy, is it time that the guy gets some recognition? He, he passed for 280 yards. He had a passer rating of one, three, five three touchdowns, no interceptions. This is probably an accumulation sign over the course of, you know, the, the the time that he's been playing in with the, with the dolphins this year, he's not lost a game as a starter with the dolphins this year and leaning into the back of last year, the dolphins are seven and three. They only, they've only lost three when he's not been a full game starter. Um, he is facilitating a fantastic receiving career for Jalen Waddle. He's extending a, a, and, and surpassing an even better see, receiving career for Tyreek Hill, and he's he's doing it all as a lefty. And I'm a lefty. As a fellow lefty, I I, I have to hold up my left hand to him and say, "Tua,
1: well done. You're killing Good life. <laughs> Good job, Tua." Dobbs good job. left hand, good job.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can assure you, I'd only give him a fist bump. Um, but yeah, I'm going with him because, you know, what can you say? The Dolphins put up 39 points on the Browns. Easily, easily.
1: Yeah. Mm. No, he's a, um, he's a good player and he is definitely, definitely... A um, top 10 quarterback now. Mm. Sweet. Right, moving over to the NFC. Give me your sign. So,
0: you may have been waiting for this for a very long time, Dave. I was waiting. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for a moment where it was unquestionable not just when he had a good game, not just when he looked okay for who he is, but when he looks great for a quarterback. And I am signing this week, Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm signing Daniel Jones. I'm Daniel Jones. I'm signing Daniel <laughs> really? Jones. I am. I'm signing Daniel Jones. Oh, um, I'm hilarious. signing him because when you actually look at, what he produced in this game, and I know it was only against the Houston te- Texans, but there are no bad teams in the NFL. Apparently, um, the the Texans have been a have been a bit of a, a speed bump for a lot of teams this year. Albeit the speed bump has been run over seven times. Um, Daniel Jones just had a had a day, 153.3 passer rating, as as you alluded to earlier, Dave is the best passer rating that has been achieved in the NFL this year. He had two touchdowns, no interceptions. He completed three of 17 passes. He ran for 24, uh, 13 of 17. Um, And he, he ran for another 24, just to, just to add those on. Not a, not an amazing run run day, like what he has done in previous weeks, but he facilitated a very good win over the Houston Texans. And I think he just gives that sort of play action possibility to open up Saquon, who had 150 on the ground. He's doing absolute damage this year as well. The Giants are legit this year, and it's a coaching thing. Um, not taking it away from the players, of course. They're, they're, they're good. Um, but the the coach has found a way to unlock a scheme that works in New York and a scheme that is... I think it's just hard to beat is the issue. Um, the Seahawks did it, but um, other than that, you know the Giants have put away some some good teams, and 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 Daniel Jones has played safe football for the most part, and that's all you need from a quarterback: safe but good football, and allow your your best players to shine. And Saquon and your, and your defense is is stifling, and and Slayton had a good day as well this this week, albeit. His his massive touchdown came from a horrendous missed tackle on the uh, on the part of the Texans, but you take those all day.
1: Yeah, I mean it's still to beat another two defenders, like that that was a good little run that. Yeah, it should have mm. it should have been essentially blown up behind the uh well, behind the um the line to game, but you miss them tackles, you get punished in this league. It went you do. like a sixty five yard or something like that, wasn't it? Fifty five mm. yard Fifty
0: four, yeah, it was big.
1: Yeah. But I mean, yeah, Saquon absolutely staying life, leading the league in rush yards and scrimmage yards. Um, the te- yeah, the team's just playing well. Oh, Big Danny De- Dimes. De- yeah, Dexter Lawrence and um, uh, Leonard Williams had an amazing, amazing day. Both made a sack-, sack each, I think, and a couple of quarterback hits. Um. And yeah, I don't know if it's. I don't. I still don't think we're a good team, but that game, the Texans aren't aren't a great team, and I was entirely comfortable for the entire game. It's the first mm. game of the season that we've led from start to finish.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Nice. That's um, good. That's good to know.
1: And we definitely left points on the table at the in the first half. So it was two red zone turnovers. There's there's nothing more you could have asked. We almost played a complete game, mm. um, which is great. Great for us, and and yeah, and hopefully we can move on next week. Be the Lions, um, and then I think it is on to Dallas, it's on to the Cowboys Mm. on Thanksgiving.
0: Thanksgiving, that'll be a good game to watch. Always love the Thanksgiving games. Get a turkey in, get some Yorkshire puds in.
1: I'm still up here, but nice (laughs) one. Cheers, cheers Ruben. It's (laughs) soz um. But yeah, no, the uh the Giants play well, so I'm happy with that. Yeah, good <laughs> stuff. Danny Dimes right. gets a sign. I honestly thought he was gonna sign Saquon. No, Saquon's no. Up, he's unbelievable, Saquon is. He's great, yeah. But so he, he was nearly there. Snappy plays, he's just unbelievable.
0: Mm, nearly there, but I thought I'd go for Danny. I don't I thought whilst he's got the best passer rating in the league so far this year, I'll jump on that wagon.
1: Yeah. I mean he ain't he's never gonna be Patrick Mahomes, never gonna be Josh Allen. But if he can be a kirk cousins or an alex smith Mm. he and he i'm happily keep him around yeah sweet okay and we'll finish with your nfc
0: so there's loads of people that could have got it but this one's a really basic one and you know what i'm being really petty right now i'm gonna be really petty and i'm happy to be so but i'm slapping aaron jones from the packers i i'm slapping him because I think he's a dick. <laughs> okay. That's it. I think he's a dick. So the Packers won this week. Yay Packers well done. You managed to get a win. It was against the Cowboys, so some people will perceive that as impressive. I perceive it as Rodgers throwing some very lucky balls to a receiver that usually drops them and they first they came off for once. Um and Aaron Jones Oh, it pissed me off. So as a Seahawks fan, as as you know, Dave, and as as most people will know on the podcast, there is a legendary Seahawk who will go down as a legendary Seahawk called Marshawn Lynch, beast mode. He changed the game as a running back for Seattle and he, he changed the game as a running back in the league, really. He didn't need to be the fastest, but he just had a step on him. He could go through people, put his head down, evade, Shrug people off. He was an animal, an animal. And he scored a touchdown in the playoffs in 2012 or 11 against the Saints that was called the Beast Quake. That's what it was nicknamed. And he did so by running past around 10 of the 11 players on the defense of the Saints, handing them off, pushing them away, stepping out inside and outside, and then diving into the end zone and turning around. And he grabbed his nuts. Um, as he dived into the end zone, he got a flag for it. um, But that became sort of his trademark celebration. Aaron Jones ran in as a packer from about seven yards out and had to beat but one fat DT on the outside and turned around and gave him the Marshawn Lynch celebration nuts grab. And that pissed me off. And that's why I'm, that's why I'm slapping him.
1: Okay. Not petty at all.
0: Absolutely pissed me right off. Aaron Jones thinking he's some sort of beast mode when he had to. He scored a touchdown that I could I could have scored. <laughs> have a word with
1: yourself. Uh, I didn't see that.
0: Yeah, really, really wound me up. i watch after. Yeah.
1: Um.
0: That's it.
1: Yeah, they got a win, didn't they? Packers. Packers got it a is. win. So <laughs> uh, hence the reason Aaron Aaron Rodgers won't start this week. Yeah. You can have a, you can have a week off. <laughs> my hand handprint on his face for the entire game. Not that he did a lot for it, but no. Um, Maybe it was your slap Yeah, they had about two hundred yards rushing. Didn't they?
0: Yeah, they yeah. did well on the ground. Yeah, and then he just he managed to get the ball to where it needed to go. A lot of his throws were desperation. That's that's a part of it that doesn't impress me. Like. the the big deep throws to Christian Watson and whatever it was, a lot of it was desperate, but you know, they won the game. So I'll I'll give him that credit, you know, wins a win, a dubs a dub. It it sets them up to not be, you know, totally counted out for this, this season, but we'll see what happens in the next couple of games. I think they're going to go back to being shit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We shall see.
0: We shall. Okay. That's that. Um, We've covered a lot of games in, in doing so. End of slap or sign, but some of the games that we've not covered uh, for this week were the the Lions taking on the Bears. So I know that you mentioned Justin Fields, Dave, and with that monumental effort that he he put into the into the game, they still couldn't come up trumps and beat the Detroit Lions. They lost to the Lions 31 to 30. These two teams in the same division, they are both garbage they are both awful they're just fighting for worst place um the lions are 3 and 6 the bears are 3 and 7 uh, what a place to be in that division if you're the packers or the vikings you got two gimmies every fucking year and these bears and lions went at it like it was the freaking super bowl but actually it was <laughs> like what it was like watching two homeless men fight over the last donut on the middle of the pavement it yeah. was
1: awful the super bowl is what that was <laughs> Two, yeah. two, two bomb franchises going after <laughs> the the little the little bread roll that, you know like the the whole meal bread roll that nobody wants yeah that's a, a bit, bit stale kale, yeah. <laughs> you know you know i know pretty,
0: that yeah. kind of role my favorite rolls, they are Yeah.
1: um
0: but yeah awful game I finished 31 30 um nothing to say about that you've you've covered this one as well from slapping the entire franchise but the broncos did lose to the tennessee titans um there was there was really not anything of note in this game to to get excited about derrick henry was held to 50 yards by the the broncos russell wilson had an average game jerry judy went down in in, uh, injured and the 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 star of the game was westbrook akuda who had 120 yards through the air and two touchdowns um, for the Titans. I'd never really, I'd heard of him, but I I knew nothing about him before that game. And I'm sure we'll never hear anything about him afterwards, but he got the deal done 17 to 10 Titans go to six and three and the Broncos four to three and six, which is lovely to see the Jags played the chiefs. Patrick Mahomes just dealt out absolute venom spit fire all over the Jags for the majority of that game and um, it was nice to see a few players get involved actually and maybe not nice for you Dave I don't know whether I don't know if you're bitter about it or not but to see Kadarius Tony stepping up for the Chiefs was quite nice
1: Yeah I mean I, I don't I don't hold any ill will against him to be honest with you um, he he didn't want to be in New York we didn't want him got some trade picks Yeah I've had it
0: Yeah, yeah. Seems, seems like a good a good uh, acquisition for the, for the Chiefs, though, you know, just with the receiving core that they've got at the moment. It's, it's very eclectic, very sporadic. You know, they're, they're all very different players. You've got a lanky, tall receiver in, in um, Marquez valdez Scantlin, You've got a tiny little receiver, fast receiver in Mikel Hardman. You've got Kadarius Toney, who's kind of like a hybrid Tyreek Hill slash... Um, I don't know. He's like, he's a bit like a running back as well. And then you've got Juju Smith-Schuster, who got knocked the fuck out in that game. <laughs> if you saw it, he was sat on the floor twitching after after a massive hit. Um, which is, I'm not laughing at necessarily. It's it's not great to see. But Juju's one of the more annoying TikTok players in the NFL. So hopefully that'll knock some sense into him. And, um, yeah, the, 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 Chiefs, the Chiefs looked, looked amazing as, as we said before. And obviously Travis Kells just, just does bits every week as well. So Chiefs won 27 to 17, the Jags in your words from last week, Dave, which made me laugh. The Jags jagged it up. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um,
0: Dolphins beat the Browns. <laughs> it is what they do. Um, the Dolphins beat the Browns 39 to 17 to, uh, a, a, a massive day. And, um, and uh, jeff wilson had 120 yards on the ground for 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 dolphins as well so they're they're looking like a, a great team to beat in the afc um the steelers beat the saints awful game absolutely terrible awful awful game 20 to the steelers 10 to the saints steelers are 3 and 6 saints are 3 and 7 another another homeless battle of the of the awful um only good thing out of this game was to see jj watt come back uh, sorry tj watt come back into action and my god does he make a difference for that team yeah got a sack all, he? yeah he's a beast he he is it's just one of the most game affecting players on defense that there is in the game and i think not saying he was the reason they won because the saints could only put up 10 points but he was definitely a, a big reason as to why they won the saints need yeah. to reevaluate everything Everything.
1: Oh, yeah, we had a big chat about it in my uh, fantasy locker room after after our win this week.
0: Oh, did you? Uh, got, yeah, yeah.
1: Welcome JJ back, uh, TJ back. Yeah.
0: Nice. Yeah, got all the players together. Did you? Yeah, you know. Celebrated really the win. What we did. <laughs> all got naked, got in the shower, yeah. slapped each other's asses. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> um, Pass the sausage. <laughs> I'm not going to ask what the rules are in, in, involved in pasta sausage. Don't want to know.
1: The first, first rule of sausage club is there are no rules.
0: <laughs> oh, nice. Um, the, the Raiders, who who again could have got a slap from me and you this week, but we just decided to let dying dogs die um, they played the Colts, they got beat by the Colts, a Colts team that, that is being managed by somebody who should probably work in McDonald's and the um, the Raiders just are god-awful. And do you know why I nearly slapped him this week as well, Dave? It was because Derek Carr, in his press conference, nearly cried the absolute wuss. He's a milk, isn't have, have, have you seen it? Yeah. He nearly He's cried... Sad. This time's done, though. Oh, my God. Like, he was like, because I'm a raider and we work hard, I don't like losing. It was like, come on, mate. He's going to be a Seahawk next year, so you want a Seahawk. You want to be
1: getting on this side, do you know?
0: If Derek Carr's a Seahawk next year, I will start following the Cowboys.
1: <laughs> you heard it here. You heard that here.
0: If they're at cards to see, I'm a Cowboys fan. Um, yeah, but the Raiders lost 20 to 25. Colts go five, uh, four, five and one. Raiders go two and seven. The Cowboys lost to the Packers, as we as we spoke about earlier. They took an early lead and then just really died a death. And the Packers kept the pace on at Lambau Field, did what they needed to do. do and it was um it was it was a good win for the packers at the end of the day they needed to do something and they did it and he did it under the arms or in the arms of Christian Watson new rookie receiver three touchdowns for uh, oh, just over 100 yards it might be his coming out party or maybe he just got lucky we will see over the course of the next couple of weeks cowboys to mess that one up their defense is is not is not fantastic it, it in the in the scheme of things, compared to, to to others that are out there, and Dak Prescott needs to be looked at as well. Really needs to be looked at through two horrible picks, but um, apparently, according to I think it was Mark Sanchez who was uh, who was t- who was talking through the game. Apparently, both of those picks were not on Dak Prescott. Apparently, they were on the receivers running the wrong route. But I don't know. As a quarterback, you've got to be able to read the game whilst the game's playing. Not throw those kind of picks. So, um, Cardinals beat the Rams. Not one to talk about in any shape or form. Both starting quarterbacks were injured and out for the game. Kyler Murray, Matt Stafford didn't play. So it was almost like a game that was not worth watching. 27 to 17 to the Cardinals. Cardinals go four and six. Rams go three and six. Terrible, terrible position for the NFC West. Uh, for both of these teams, that at the start of the year, I think there was a lot of hype around who was actually going to win, and uh, they're both not doing that. So, um, and then the last the last couple of games was the uh, the Chargers taking on the San Francisco 49ers, and the 49ers bullied bullied the Chargers to a 22 to 16 win. <sighs> I don't have too much to say about it you know it, it was what it was Jimmy Garoppolo was a safe pair of hands Christian McCaffrey had to punch it in over the line when he needed to nobody did anything special in this game Niner's defence is is obviously a bit of a savage and um, and again Justin Herbert could not get shit done I know you're not a massive fan Dave
1: nope not at all mm. tits pervert needs to be <laughs> Reevaluate his play style. Yeah, or move teams. That Brandon, Brandon Staley needs to just fucking do one. He does. One of the worst but coaches. Utter caca. <laughs>
0: he is. I really don't like him either. And I, I do think that the, the Chargers have got a history of, of stifling players that could have made it bigger in the NFL. Um, LaDainian Tomlinson, Phil Rivers... Being just a, just a couple of them not winning Super Bowls, but um, yeah, we'll see we'll see what happens. But the Niners go to five and four. Charges go to five and four uh, in their respective divisions, as we've spoken about already. The Commanders did lose to the uh, did win against the Eagles, knocking them off their pedestal of of, of the win. The uh, the only team to be uh, unbeaten, they go to eight and one the commanders go to 5 and 5 and they beat them 32-21 and then we've got our two games dave so my game the seattle seahawks was played in germany in demunchen yeah ja, and it looked like it was an amazing place to be that day um apparently nearly 3 or is it 3 or 5 million tickets i think it was 3 million but yeah, nearly 3 yeah it was nearly 3 million tickets were applied for uh, for this game and obviously the stadium only had a capacity of about 80,000 and the pre-game looked amazing all the parties that they had in the streets looked amazing in in munich and it was a good it was a great thing for the nfl you know another city in, on another uh, continent in another country and it just felt like it probably felt like a playoff game to to the to the seahawks and the bucks but it was a pretty good game. It started slow. Uh, I expected us to lose this one. Uh, I know last week you said that you thought the Seahawks were going to put double-digit points on the on the books and, and win. Um, I didn't expect necessarily that. I thought that it was going to be a tighter game than it was. Um and well, it was it was the the kind of game that I expected it to be really, and I, and I expected the Bucs' defense to turn up, which is exactly what happened. And they stifled us in every area really. They shut down the run, which is what the Bucs have not been able to do all year. Levante David and um, Devin White were on steroids for this game, and Vita Vea was 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 playing really well. They just they did everything they needed to to stop Kenneth Walker, which meant that it was a it was a struggle for Gino to get things going. He still had 275 yards and two touchdowns. Um, but the goat, Tom Brady, was just too much for the Seahawks to to stop. And I think that in big games, Tom Brady shows what he's made of. And, and the books, the books deserve the win in that one. Uh, we we made too many mistakes. We were we had about 13 penalties called in that game, which is awful. Pete Carroll needs to get on top of that. We've got a young team they make too many mistakes. Too many mistakes, but. A couple of bright sparks for us was that um, Tariq Woolen got another interception, our uh, uh, superstar cornerback from from this year's draft, and Tyler Lockett looked healthy again. Um, Gino looked okay, but yeah, there wasn't too much positivity to take away from that, and we lost 16 to 21.
1: Yeah, it's not great when you lose, is it?
0: Shiza. <laughs> That's all I've got to say.
1: <laughs> Essen, man, Um, um Yeah, I mean, I've spoken about the Giants, really. I don't think there's much yeah. more to add. Um, no. We won a good anybody? win. <laughs> <That's what> happens, <laughs> just just another big win. win.
0: Yeah, 24 to 16. The Giants go to seven and two, and the Texans. Yeah. Well,
1: I'll just I'll say one thing. Seven and two is the most wins we've had as since I've been a Giants fan
0: you've had this is, what this is seven wins
1: Charted uncharted territory now this is. so wow. six wins was the most I've seen us have
0: <laughs> wow you're that? stepping into a new realm yeah the realm of the winner
1: 2016 this is the most wins I've seen us have <clears throat> 2017
0: well all I can say is just be very glad that you're not a Texans fan because they yeah. suck so <laughs> hard
1: they are a pure bottom feeder.
0: <laughs> one seven and
1: one. That's what
0: they That's are right awful. now. Awful. <laughs> one seven and one. One win, seven losses, and a freaking draw. Yeah,
1: tell they you need what, though, to do that, something. That, yeah, that Damien Pierce is good.
0: He is. Yeah, he's he's a good he running back. It will turn it will turn out to be a good running back. They just need to sort out everything else.
1: <laughs> absolutely him, everything to a good <laughs> so they, don't, they don't waste his career like they did with Deshaun Watson J.J. Watt De'Andre, DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins yeah the fucking list list is endless Laramie Tunsil yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no for
0: sure absolutely so that's it that's the game recaps and then we're now going to go into our final segment uh, a segment that um that i think will be quite interesting actually dave and we're going to call this one old goats versus young guns and that is going to be me and you dave picking players young and old to go against each other so i just want an, an offense from you that can be made up of players that are no older than 24 years old they have to be 24 or younger and i'm going to pitch an offer a a defense against them that is 30 years and older
1: and we can can... say that my team is going to piss all over yours
0: Your team's gonna piss all over mine. Okay, yeah. well we'll we'll come to a a conclusion once we've given those team members. Uh, I'd imagine you know in a in a game of sports, youth may have its uh, advantages, but there's nothing better than a wise old goat Ooh. said no said nobody ever. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, there's nothing better than a wise old goat. <laughs> Um nothing, better. nothing. Okay, so we're going to go with um a a young gun offense versus an old goat defense. Uh, Dave, do you want to take it first? Do you want my entire list? I uh, yeah, I want I want to I want to know your list. So I want you I want you to take us through your your quarterback, a running back, two receivers, a tight end and two offensive linemen.
1: Okay. So, at quarterback, I've got the man who you signed this week, Tua Tagovailoa. Ooh. He's 24 years old, the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins, or okay. the Finns.
0: The Finns.
1: Yeah. Running back, I have Jonathan Taylor, oh. 23 years old, the running okay. back of the Indianapolis Colts. My wide receivers, Justin Jefferson, who is 23, and Jamar Chase. Who is 22. oh my god my tight end is kyle pitts who is 22. (laughs) and my offensive tackles are andrew thomas 23 and tristan worths 23. the left tackle of the the left tackle of the giants and the right tackle of the buccaneers
0: oh god yeah.
1: I hope you've got some quick corners.
0: I d- I don't they're all old as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they're all older than God's dog. I mean that that team on paper is absolutely outstanding, isn't it? It's if you if if you could put if you could field that team that's insanity. Great offense there. Um that's really that's yeah, it's going to make my job quite difficult. So I'm going to go I'm going to give you um Three defensive linemen, uh, two linebackers, and 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 three DBs, okay? Thanks, man. And bear in mind, I'm actually doing this on the fly because I've not had a chance to think about it too much. So one defensive lineman,
1: I am going with Aaron Donald, the GOAT. Definitely
0: oh, on maybe, the goat. Okay. Maybe <laughs> we've spoke about this before. Maybe not the goat, but certainly the goat he's, in today's in today's he's world. The, he's the goat of interior, lineman. Yeah. Um, I'm going with him. I'm then
1: gonna go with. Ooh. I
0: think I'm gonna go with Matthew Judon. He is only thirty years old just, but I'm going with him, who is leading the league in sacks this year so far. And I need a run stuffer. And on the outside, I'm gonna go with Andomacan Sue. Okay. So yeah. my front my front three, Aaron Donald, Matthew Judon, and Domican Sue. That's pretty nasty. My linebackers, I'm going Bobby Wagner. Easy. From <laughs> from the LA Rams, <laughs> but formerly an all-pro linebacker from the Seattle Seahawks. My other linebacker, I'm going for Levante David from the Buccaneers. Pretty good. Yep. So, uh, Bobby Wagner's 33, uh, Levante David's 32. My defensive backs, I'm going Patrick Peterson from oh, the Vikings.
1: So, so fucking good, man. This week, yeah. I nearly signed him. Did you? Yeah, he's fucking unbelievable. Um, yeah, I I, I went I with Patrick had two Peterson. Picks.
0: He did. And one was a game win one was a game winner. Um Patrick Peterson, yeah, yeah, he's thirty-two years old. He's still got the juice, and that was what I was thinking about. I thought I, I need somebody with juice. Um weirdly, my other D B is also a Viking. I'm going for Harrison Smith. Um, a safety, safety from the Vikings. He's a he's a proper old goat, but he's just a bit of a field general. And um, and I think that he would he would do do well in the, in this scheme. Harrison Smith from the Vikings. He's 34. And then my final DB. I just need to check if he's old enough. It's
1: got to be Gilmore, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I didn't know if he was. It is Gilmore, but I didn't know if he was over 30. Is he?
1: Yeah, I think it is. Yeah.
0: In which case, it's Stefan Gilmore, the cornerback for the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, he's easily easily over thirty. The man's
1: thirty-two. Is he? Yeah, he's old as fuck. Young, <laughs> young, young puppy is spring chicken
0: <laughs> compared to us. He is, but yeah, and I'm going with Stephon Gilmore as my uh, as my my other DB. He currently plays for the Indianapolis Colts. And that is my team that would have to go against your team. And I do believe that your young guns would probably come out and smash the back end out of these old goats.
1: It'd be difficult, I think, to stop them. I don't think you've got the pace. No. Although no. Peterson, Gilmore, and then Smith as like a safety cover in the middle. I think it'd be... They know how to position themselves so, so well. Do you know what I mean? So
0: yeah, and our linebackers, Harrison, yeah, uh, your linebackers Bo- Bo- are quick. Bobby Wagner's not not slow, and Levante David's one of the faster linebackers in the NFL. They could keep with you. Aaron Donald is a is a very fast interior line lineman. and and Sue not so much. And um have got new. Oh, Judon. Judon's quick. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I think I think they could. I I don't think they would get destroyed. Is what I'm saying. I think they would hold their own, but some of the players that you picked are on pace to be another level. By the give your team another three years, they will be absolute dominance. Give my players another three years, they'll be in a old folks home. They'll fucking, they're fucking
1: <laughs> de- dementia. <laughs> What's um, we co- we need to mention? Um, Justin Jefferson, I think he, at the minute he's the best wide receiver in the league.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, fuck. I'm surprised we didn't speak about him. Oh, maybe I kept that game to last. Oh, I did. Dave coming in coming in, in the clutch because I left the game of the week till last and we didn't recap it. The Vikings against the Bills, man. Yeah. Justin Jefferson. Go on, Dave. Sorry to interrupt, but we'll we'll recap no, no. The, the Bills it Vikings. Makes, yeah,
1: it makes sense, mean uh, All I was going to say is that Jefferson is he's is a phenomenal. He literally, mean, Tyree kills a walk in a hundred yard game. Justin Jefferson, I it's like a walk in one forty. Mm. The guy is phenomenal, and he's got Kirk Cousins throwing the ball to him. Mm. Imagine if he had an elite arm talent throwing the ball.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's another level. He had 10, 10 receptions for 193 yards. Do the, the maths. <laughs> Do the maths. It's a tw- it's tw- nearly 20 yards a catch, which is absolutely unheard of in the NFL. And when the game was on, I was sat watching it with um, our mate Cam and Cam was like, okay, yeah, the Vikings had been pushed to third and 33 or third and 23, actually. Sorry, I think it was. And and he was like, yeah, it's over. It's over. It's done. And I was like, hold on a minute. I was like, Jefferson is down there somewhere. And literally, as I said that, not trying to force it, but I said Jefferson is down there somewhere. And as I said that, he threw that catch that Jefferson caught one handed whilst being bodied by another receiver, one of the best catchers I've ever seen, certainly one of the best catchers this year, and he just kept doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it. <laughs> he was unstoppable, unguardable, just unbelievable. He he must be the best receiver in the NFL
1: right now. It has I to think be. He, I, think he, I think he is. I mean, I, and like Devontae had two really good weeks. Tyreek yeah. Kill was... Tyree collection a bit of a down, with he only had 55 yards, I think, or 44 yards, something like that, um, this week. But Jefferson's done it all year long, mm-hmm. week in, week out. He's been on, un- he's been, like I say, unguardable. So I think ultimately, you've got to say he's one of the best, if not the best, receiver in the league.
0: Yeah, he's 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 another like. What did I message you? I messaged you during the game, didn't I, saying that Justin Jefferson's an alien. <laughs> yeah because he actually is, he looks like he's from another planet. Like the way that he plays it's, it's it's savagery and the bills, the bills were up 24 points to 10 against the Vikings in the first half. They were dealing out their own damage with Stefan Diggs and um, singletree had two rushing touchdowns, albeit they're only goal line touchdowns, but he had two rushing touchdowns. It looked like the bills were in comfort zone and then the Vikings turned the jets on or the, the Jeff, Jeffers, Je- Jeff's on. <laughs> that didn't make sense to we
1: need to work on that one. He
0: turned the Jeff's on and Jefferson went went for yardage. But everybody came to play for the Vikings. Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins had 357 yards. I mean, they all did what they had to do. And and as, as we said in my old goat section, Patrick Peterson had a day as well. Two two interceptions, playing like he's 24 years old instead of 32. Um I mean, I don't really know what that debacle was at the end of the game like it was a it was an absolute mess from the bill's perspective for Josh Allen to give away a fumble inside his own end zone that resulted in a touchdown instead of a safety, which then meant that they were taken to overtime and then to throw the interception that that cost the bills the game.
1: Bad, yeah, bad interception
0: as well. Yeah, you, you you can't put somebody who's doing those things, he did the same against the Jets last week, not the not the safety, but the interception. You just can't put somebody who's doing that in an MVP conversation. You just can't. No matter how good 90% of his other plays might be, he's making those critical errors. And do you know what? Yeah. Kurt, Kurt Cousins, he's not. He doesn't make critical errors. He's just balling. Yeah. So yeah thanks for thanks for re- setting us back on track with that on Dave. The Bills lost to the Vikings 30 to 33 in overtime and the Vikings go to 8 and 1 tied for the best record in the NFL with the Eagles. The Bills fall to 6 and 3. Still a good record but not good enough. And
1: not quite the Giants.
0: No. <laughs> they are not quite the Giants. They are not the dominant team in New York at the moment. No
1: they're not. People they're need not. to recognize
0: that's it um and that's it that's 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 this week done game over this podcast has finito so just want to thank you y'all for listening if you're if you're listening in america and thank you all for listening in the uk this has been the mighty of fallen please make sure that you follow subscribe share tell your mates go on insta tweet at in the end zone uk and we will be back next week to cover week 11 yeah
1: we're also floating the uh, floating the idea of a a end in the end zone fantasy next year so a fantasy league for you guys and us to to get involved in we need to work out the the mechanics of it but um If you're interested in that, hit us up on Instagram.
0: Slide Uh, into our DMs.
1: Yeah, and let us know what you think.
0: Lovely. Sounds good. Thanks, everyone. Peace.
1: Ta-ta.